Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Welcome to Enoughness. My name is Lisa Wang, national champion and Hall of Fame gymnast turned serial entrepreneur. This is a show that dives into the deeply personal stories of top business leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and athletes who share the defining inflection points that help them embrace their life's purpose and answer the question, how much is good enough? Can you believe that it is already halfway through February? This is just about the time when most people start dropping off from the goals that they set at the beginning of the year, and statistically speaking, only 8% of people even keep their New Year's resolutions at all. So that means there's an over 90% failure rate, which can be depressing if that's how you want to think about it. And I guarantee you that the majority of people do feel that way when they hear the high likelihood of failure and just end up giving up right then and there. However, what I want to remind you of is that you do have control over your life and your thoughts and your behavior because life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Therefore, if there's something that you're not getting done, someone that's upsetting you, take a step back, breathe, And remember that nothing and no one can make you feel a certain way unless you allow it to. So on today's episode, I am going to share some of the wisdom that has impacted me the most over the last few weeks. And I'm going to be talking about one specific thing, which is self-sabotage and how to stop doing it to yourself and identifying those behaviors. Because no matter who you are or how successful or strong you may be, we've all been there when we've done things that weren't aligned with what we wanted, when we succumbed to short-term pleasure and immediately felt that pain right after and wondered why we were doing things that we know are just not going to make us happy. So the wisdom that I'm going to share has really changed the way I live my life day to day, how I'm interacting with people, my environment, but most importantly, how I feel about myself because how you feel affects everything else that happens and it's really important to have awareness around what's affecting you. And if it is affecting you in a negative way, then understanding how to change that right away before you let your reactions spiral out of control. And I think the most important time for me to share this is while I'm going through this integration process myself, because even if you understand it intellectually, that's only half the process. The other half is actually learning how to put advice into action, into your life on a day-to-day habit. And no matter how difficult that journey may be or how painful it may be, That's just part of the journey of growing, and I am excited to grow alongside with you. Before I get started, I want to give a huge shout out to all of you listeners who, because of your love and your loyalty, is motivating me to produce this podcast at midnight on a Wednesday night to get this out to you, Um, and 
I just want to share some gratitude. So uh, this week's review of the week on iTunes is from Karen Bellantoni, who is an executive coach and growth strategist who says, Lisa Wang balances sensitivity and smarts to create energetic dialogues with guests that inspire us to change and grow in every single episode. You will walk away with actions and micro actions that you can apply immediately. Thank you so much, Karen. That is awesome. And if you have a review that you want to leave and share some of the ways that this podcast has affected you, helped you change some of your actions, please let me know and leave a review on iTunes. I can't wait to hear from you. So without further ado, let's get into it. Self-sabotage and how to stop doing it to yourself. Have you ever been in a situation where you know you're doing something that will make you ultimately unhappy, that isn't good for you, but you do it anyway? I'm sure that we've all been there. I know that I've been there myself. Maybe that's watching another episode on Netflix when you know that you actually should be going to the gym. Maybe that's eating that massive chocolate chip cookie when you know you shouldn't at midnight. Guilty on my part. Um, Or maybe it's smoking cigarettes when you've told yourself a million times that you wouldn't do it anymore. So why are you sabotaging yourself? Maybe you're doing it because you aren't even aware of it, but honestly, that's probably unlikely for a lot of us. Um, you probably know that there are some times when you're doing something that isn't serving you. But the reason you are sabotaging yourself is because you're associating more pain with following through than joy with actually succeeding. Plus, unfortunately, some of us live in certain cutthroat environments where even if you are happy and successful... Other people around you just don't seem so jazzed about it. But as I continue to stress over and over again, there's going to be external environments that we cannot control. So let's focus on you and understand that any pattern that you have, all humans, no matter what we are doing, it's ultimately because we are consciously or unconsciously doing it for a positive intent. For example, when people are smoking cigarettes, they're not actively trying to get lung cancer. On the flip side, their brain has actually learned to create and associate pleasure with the action rather than thinking about the long-term potential negative consequences and pain that comes with it. So this physical sabotage is not about creating intentional sabotage. It's about creating pleasure rather than causing pain. And what's more is that it's difficult when we have mixed associations, when it's both pleasurable and painful and your brain can't decipher, is it pain? Is it pleasure? When we don't know, our brain just stops the process of progress and it just shuts down and it just says, you know what, I'm going to take the path of least resistance and just do the thing that is bringing me immediate pleasure. 
So what is it that you can do about it? Well, what you need to do is to change the association that you have with the sabotaging behavior. For example, if you do find yourself coming back home after a long day of work and eating a ton of junk food or just things that you know aren't that great for you, you need to be able to flip the positive short-term association with that behavior into something where the pain of it becomes more immediate than the pleasure. This can be as simple as creating a tracking system where you're able to consistently see how you're doing on a day-to-day basis. So if you're saying that you want to try, let's say, one week where you're going to stop doing the thing that you're doing, that's the sabotaging behavior, and you're going to track for seven days, and the goal is to have seven consistent marks in a row where you've been on your best behavior, um, then that in itself is it's painful when you have to see one of those days that you weren't able to check off the box. And I'm also a big fan of having accountability buddies. So for example, if there's something that I'm trying to kick a habit, like eating late at night, which is definitely something I'm guilty of when I've had a long, hard day's work. And I'm here at 12.30 on a Wednesday, midnight, past midnight. Um, I just had a massive cookie, which, you know, I needed that sugar to boost me up to create this podcast. But um, what I would do is I would set up a Google Sheet with an accountability buddy and basically mark for the next seven days saying that I'm going to try and kick this habit and on every night that I have done well and I haven't eaten late at night, I'll put a check mark next to that day. So by the end of it, the idea is that there will be pleasure in seeing seven days in a row where I've consistently stuck to my word um, or there will be pain and in some ways you know public pain between my friend and I where that person will be able to call me out on the fact that I didn't do it for the week that I specified. So that's just a couple hacks that you can do to keep yourself accountable and ultimately you want to get to a point where you've switched up your associations completely. So for me in this particular example I will probably see a difference in energy level when I'm able to follow a more consistent and healthy eating schedule. So the most important part of all of this is, again, self-awareness of the sabotaging behaviors that you may not recognize or that you actually do recognize but maybe haven't faced full on and say, you know, now is the time and I'm ready to make that change. And if you need to go get a buddy who's going to hold you accountable, go do that. Because if you're going to make big things happen, you can't let these small habits that will end up costing you over time when it starts building up. So ask yourself what those potential sabotaging behaviors are and go for it. I'm here for you if you need that support. 
share online at lisawang.co slash podcast if you have comments share a review and I can't wait to hear about your progress and together we are going to be that 8% of people who actually do follow through with their New Year's resolutions and get their goals achieved. Thanks so much. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. I created the Enoughness podcast to reveal the real stories behind the leaders we admire, to address this universal question that we all have at some point or another. Am I good enough? So just remember that you're not on this journey alone and that you do have the power of enoughness. If you want the full show notes and transcript from today's episode, go to www.lisawang.co slash podcast. Again, that's lisawang.co slash podcast. And you'll be able to follow along. I'd love if you could leave a review or tag anything that you share on Twitter or Instagram with hashtag enoughness. And you can find me at Lisa Works, L-I-S-A-W-O-R-X on Twitter or Instagram. Catch you in the next episode.